You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Nerds! Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to expand your financial game? NerdWallet can coach you on smart strategies like choosing investments, finding your next credit card, and setting a budget that works for you. Score major points towards your summer vacation by learning expert tips for choosing a high-yield savings account and how to build wealth by investing in index funds. Slide into summer with smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. For all things ATL. For everything Falcons. First to the end zone, touchdown! This is Peachtree Football. Now, your host, Dylan Matthews and Bo Morgan. What's going on, everybody? It is your boy Dylan Matthews alongside the man, the myth, the legend himself, Bo Morgan, and we are Peachtree Football. Make sure you guys like this podcast, download the podcast, subscribe to Peachtree Football. We are wherever you get your podcast. That's Apple Podcasts, that's Spotify, that's the Odyssey app. Wherever you get your podcast, Peachtree Football is there. Bo Morgan is a Friday, and we do have a lot of interesting Atlanta Falcons news, Atlanta Falcons takes, and I have some Atlanta Falcons questions for you. So we got a lot to get to today. But first and foremost, how you doing today, man? Uh, anything, any big plans for the weekend? Because this is going to be one of the first weekends in a while where we don't have any sort of football. Well, we do have football. So we have the Senior Bowl. Oh, um, you're right. It'll be Saturday. Uh, so if you're on network, you can watch that. And we'll have um, flag football, pro ball. <laughs> um, so, so, there is, so you're right. You're 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 right. There's no there's no games that are um, yeah meaningful as far as the win who right. wins and loses. Um, right. But there is there is there's football. Some, there's some form of football out there. <laughs> yes. Um, but no, man. My plan. I'm getting boring. I know. Because you ask me this every Friday, and my my answer is the same every Friday. Uh, yeah, man, I'm gonna play some golf Saturday, nice, um, and then uh, and then Sunday, uh, I'm gonna use it to uh, continue my my house projects. And I'm, I mean, I I know that people think, oh, you know, look, I don't kill myself, man. I um, that's good. You should catching up on the house. And I do one. I have one project a weekend. Um, last weekend, I um, I did the pantry and our. I so I did some stuff in our kitchen, our, our fridge and our pantry. I just you know spend a couple hours. I take my time. I don't rush through it. And then I have the rest of the day. You know, last weekend I had to get stuff done before the games came on Sunday. Um, this weekend I've got to clean. Uh, I've got a a phone. I didn't do it last weekend, so I got to fix the ceiling fan light, which I'll work on and. And then uh, I got um, my laundry room and area to clean up. So it's, it's just simple stuff like that for me. But um, look, we got way more important things to talk about than, than how I'm going to waste time on the weekend. No, it's gonna. It's, that's not wasting time. You're gonna have a part. Very sounds like a very productive yet fun weekend at the same time. So I know you are looking forward to that. But we do have 
Falcons matters to get into. And the first one, it directly impacts the Atlanta Falcons, but it doesn't really have anything to do with the Atlanta Falcons. You probably know what I'm talking about. Tom Brady has retired twice, and this time should be for good. Maybe. We'll see. He could pull a Brett Favre on us or something like that, or a Rob Gronkowski, because Rob uh, retired and came back and retired again. So we'll see if he stays retired. This one feels a little different, though. It feels like he's going to stay retired this time, but that does directly impact the Atlanta Falcons because with Tom Brady no longer in the NFC South Bowl, that changes the division completely. It changes the framework. It changes who the favorite could and should and is in the NFC South. So first, I'll start by asking you this question. Do you think Tom Brady stays retired this time yeah. around? Yeah, I do. Um, okay. Tom Brady is not Aaron Rodgers or Brett Favre where they feed off the drama of, you know, what's he going to do? And, and all that right. he, He's honestly quite the opposite. When he's into something, he doesn't want distraction or drama. He wants to be left alone and do, right. do it, do what it is. Um, uh, that he wants that he that he does. I mean, that's how he is. Um, I know that sounds silly, to, I think to some of you, but he he just wants to go to work. Um, yeah, this is a guy that would work during the off season on film and getting better. And I know all these guys do to an extent, but he took it to a different level. If you um, if you listen to people that know him the best and talk about his work ethic, so I think he stays retired. I think he's done. I think this season, I think for the first time ever, the season cost him something. And I'm not talking about his marriage. Um, I think if the, personally, I, I don't know anything about their marriage. But if you were to ask me my opinion, I would say if their marriage was that, if that did their marriage in, then there were other issues. And, and there were, it was, it w- it got it, that was a breaking point, basically. That wasn't, you know, that right. didn't. Oh, all, everything was great. Oh no, and then you're gonna play another year. We're done. There was right. that was a breaking point moment. Um, right. Looking from the outside, looking in, knowing nothing because none of us do. Um, right. What I'll say is, I think it cost him his joy. I don't think he. Mm. I think he didn't. He, the joy of the game wasn't all there, and I think that's that's real. That that's how some things happen. So. Uh, I think he's at peace with it. I really do. Because he broke this news himself. He wanted it to break it himself the first time. Um, I think that was part of the reason he actually came back. Just believe it or not, I think that played some uh, some kind of role. Huh, that is very interesting. That, that And that is true because... If we remember correctly, he did not break the news uh, the first time. Uh, he was not first to break his own retirement news last year. That was it was Shefty, right? Shefty broke the news first last year. Is that? Uh, yeah, true? I think it was Shefty. Yeah. 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 So, I, I I agree with you though. I think Tom Brady does stay retired again. It just feels different, and it does feel like that joy is gone for him. It seemed like towards the end. His vibe was just a little bit different. It just seemed like he was. It just seemed like he was done. You know, when when you know when someone is done with something, or you, when you're done with something, you just you look at it differently. You feel differently about it, and you, you might really love something. But you know, once you you do it and you do it enough, and 
you've done it to the level Tom Brady has played the game of football and had the success he's had. You know, there's there's just no internal motivation in it for you anymore. So I feel like Tom Brady was just done. But the yeah, next question anytime, I have, oh, go ahead. Yeah. Real quick, anytime that you quit something like that, that you've done, that you actually love, yeah. you want to be able to quit on your own. You want oh, to be sure. able, you, you want to be in control of that, and he yeah. was. And I think the longer you get, and the more you, more for him, he plays. Uh, anybody really, you take that decision out of your own hands. Yes, if that makes sense. So I think that's yes. a, you know, the, there's that piece of saying I went out on my terms, and he still went out at a high level, despite what you think. We right. we act like he had this horrible year, and come for his standards, sure. But if you look across the league, no. Still one of the best. Still one of the best in the league. But that's a good point you make about going out on your own terms and dictating the terms uh, as far as, you know, decisions you're making about playing or whether or not to play because, you know, God forbid he would have got hurt playing and then he wouldn't have been able to play anymore. He that, that decision was taken away from him. Or, you know, maybe his level of play isn't good. And, you know, I don't think a team would ever cut Tom Brady or anything like that. But – you know, you as you go on, those those sort of things maybe do happen. So, anywho, Tom Brady is officially retired again, you could say, but I think he is staying retired this time around. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. So that gets us into now with the framework of the NFC South completely looking different. Bo Morgan, there's no more Tom Brady. There's no real team that's like, oh, this is definitely the team to be. If you can get past this team, then maybe you have a chance. There's really not that anymore in the NFC South. And we were talking, uh, you guys were talking, I should say Dukes and Bell, which you are the executive producer of and do a great job. You all had a chance to talk to Bobby Bear. He's the uh, former, he's a former Saints uh, quarterback. And is he, I can't remember, he's not, on, he's not on the broadcast for the Saints. Yes, he's a now former he, oh, he Falcon is. quarterback as well, I think oh, okay. needs to be noted. He's um, been on, wow, he's been on both sides of the rivalry. Yeah, he's the Cajun Cannon. Yes. Um, he played with New Orleans and was in a contract dispute there. Came to Atlanta, backed up Jeff George, eventually came the starter. Yes, he's on their pre and post game. He is their pre, pre and post game. He's on the New Orleans Saints Radio Network pre and post game. Um, on WWWL. So there it is. I love Bobby. I've been working with Bobby Bobby's for great. years. He's one of my favorite people uh, in the in ever. Really, I remember watching him as a kid. I loved him then, <laughs> and uh, yeah, big fan of Bobby. And Bobby, you all always have great conversations with him, just because he's fun, he's energetic. And uh, yesterday was no different. And Bobby was talking about you know how he believes the Saints could have won nine. 10 games last year and maybe possibly could do that this year if Andy Dalton was the starting quarterback all year last year. Obviously, they started the year with Jameis and then eventually moved on to Andy Dalton. And now this year, we'll see if Andy Dalton gets the nod uh, throughout the season, if he's a starter throughout the season. 
but he believes the Saints could go to the top of the NFC South. And I'm saying not so fast, Bobby, even though we love Bobby. I think, again, if the Atlanta Falcons do this right, get this offseason right with the free agents they bring in, the draft picks they bring in, I feel like the Atlanta Falcons really could win this division this year. And straight up, who is the favorite in the NFC South now with Tom Brady gone? I mean, it's a really good question. Um, you know, there's, there's, let's go for the, <laughs> let's start with who's got the the quarterback situation. Right. Right now, Carolina up in the air. Um, right. we don't this, know. This, this is February 3rd, by the way. So yeah. on February 3rd, Carolina and Tampa Bay have no quarterbacks. So nope. they're not, they're not the favorites. Nope. Um, then it goes between New Orleans and Atlanta, which are really two teams that are very similar. Um, yes. You know, their rosters are depleted. New Orleans is in a terrible cap situation. And um, and the Falcons aren't. Um, I think the Falcons have a future in Desmond Ritter, and I think yes. they have a better head coach. Yes. That, you know, I think that New Orleans had a better roster last year. I don't know if that's going to be the case this year. So I kind of right. like where the Falcons are sitting on February 3rd, and I would give a slight edge to them based on that coach. And I think Ritter um, this year has a chance to be better than, than Andy Dalton is at this point in his career, if indeed Andy Dalton is back as the quarterback of the Saints. Right? I, I, I completely agree with that. I mean, Andy Dalton, he's serviceable, and, you know, maybe – who knows? Maybe the Saints could win nine, ten games with Andy Dalton as the quarterback. But I also do remember um, Bobby Bear last year coming on with, well, not last year. <laughs> it seems like, la well, technically it was 2022, so technically it was last year. But you all know what I mean. Later, uh, earlier this NFL season, I should say, I remember Bobby Bear coming on um, to preview the, the Saints game that was later on in the season. And he was saying how, the, the guys weren't the receivers weren't catching passes for Andy Dalton and how Andy Dalton was performing well, but receivers weren't catching passes and that offense was still struggling, even though Andy Dalton was playing well. How are they going to change that going into next year? Is that going to change? Is their offense still going to struggle? And then if you lose some pieces on the defense, because you do have some defensive free agents, that roster could look different. You know, how, how is this team going to improve? And I know we have still a long way to go in the offseason, but again, that's what makes me feel confident that the Falcons should be the favorites in the NFC South because our we we have our weapons. We have our Drake Londons, our Tyler Algiers, our Kyle Pitts, and we have Desmond Ritter at quarterback who we believe is going to be the future um, going forward, at least right up until now. We do have to fix some um, – holes on defense but we have um some cornerstone pieces we got aj terrell we got grady jared so our foundation is there now it's just about building the house but we have our we, we have what seems like a pretty good foundation and a coach now we have a defensive coordinator who we'll get into in just a second we have young pieces that we are ready to build around along with some veteran guys who are in the prime of their careers who are we are ready to help build around as well so it just seems like we have more of a foundation than the rest of the NFC South. The rest of the NFC South seems like they have foundational pieces missing. We just need to finish building the house, but our foundational pieces are there, and that's why I think we should be the favorite in the NFC South. 
Yeah, no, I'm like, I, I can't, I can't disagree with any of that. Um, you know, the one thing I would say is, and I'm going to do it right now is, you know, we keep Andy Dalton keeps getting mentioned. Well, what is Andy Dalton's situation? Because right. he signed a one-year deal last year for three million, so he was relatively cheap. Yep. Um, if you bring him back. I think you're going to want to bring him, you know, he's valued at around seven, at least a year. He's a 35 year old quarterback. Do you want to, you know, are you going to keep kicking the tires on that? What are you going to do with that? You're going to keep around right. for another year. Um, you, Your draft pick situation. You just got what uh, a first back this year. You'll have some first next year. You have a little bit of capital now to trade up if you needed. Um, not a lot, but you have a little bit. Uh, to get into the top 10 if you if you think a quarterback's there. Um, right. So I think, you know, there's a lot of basically, I mean, basically uh, Dennis Allen has already fired some defensive guys. Moving on from, from, you know, when Nielsen left, then they move on from Chris Richard, who was their DC, their co-DC. They moved on from their secondaries coach. So there's already that chink in the armor. Now I know that the owner – um, Miss Benson or uh, Mrs. Benson loves him, but you know what's that situation like? So the New Orleans stuff is interesting. By the way, they're going to lose some guys. Davenport's a free agent. Yep. Will he be back now? Not that he's done a lot uh, necessarily, but David, David Onyemata. Mm-hmm. That's the guy. Uh, you know, Onyemata is the guy that that Ryan Nielsen basically transformed into from a guy with hardly any experience to a, to a to a good player. Yep. Um, so is he back? What's the cat? You know, they didn't. They traded Cha- Chauncey Gardner Johnson away because they didn't want to pay him, and right. He and and that was a good play on the defense. So I think there's a lot of questions, um, but there's a lot of questions for all these teams heading in off season. I just think that with their cap situation being what it is, uh, it hurts them. And I don't think it's I don't think it's terrible. I mean, you know, uh, that what they're um what their cap space will look like but it's not been uh it's not been not been great um nope and uh if you go look at what their cap space yeah i mean they're they're in trouble uh i was i was (laughs) um i was i was wrong more wrong than i thought uh right now going into you know 2023 uh they're gonna be about 57 anywhere from 57 to 60 million over oh my so they're God. gonna have to make moves Jeez. um <laughs> they're gonna have to make moves so to that point that's why i do think the falcons now look i'll, I'll give him credit mickey loomis is a freaking legend when it comes yeah. to managing that's the salary cap the, the, this is a tale as old as time pretty much with new orleans <laughs> i mean they've been in salary cap hell for literally the at least the last 10 years, at least the last 10 years. And they Um, still found a way to be good. (laughs) Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, they, they, they had, they've had some lean years. I mean, they went through a stretch from, I think 2012 to 16 and those seasons, they didn't make the playoffs. And then, then they went back, they got back in in 17 and 18 and 19. And then, you know, so, um, but they had Sean Payton in, they don't have Sean Payton. And I think Sean Payton masked a lot of the deficiencies the team had due to the salary cap that, you know, I, I just think he's a, one of the best game day coaches in the league, if not the best. 
Right. And uh, by the way, anybody who's wondering or hasn't heard, Sean Payton is going back into head coaching to coach the Denver Broncos, but that's for a different day. So we disagree with Bobby Bear on that. However, one thing I think we will disagree, uh, I should say, with Bobby Bear on is the fact that this actually, I think, is a pretty good hire about with uh, the Falcons hiring Ryan Nielsen as their defensive coordinator. The more and more I hear people talk about Ryan Nielsen, the more I get excited. And Bobby was talking about Ryan Nielsen with uh, you all on Dukes and Bell yesterday. And he was saying how, you know, he's a young, energetic coach. And, you know, obviously he really likes him. He met him from uh, the LSU days with uh, Coach O. So he has that connection. And, uh, you know, I, I really just think for any Atlanta Falcons fan that is having their doubts about Ryan Nielsen, you know, they, they, they can really honestly just go listen to that part of the interview, um, which you can find on odyssey.com, by the way, shameless plug. And um, just listen to what Bobby Aber has to say about Ryan Nielsen, because, you know, what he says and what you've been hearing um, around the league, it shouldn't make any Atlanta Falcons fan feel confident that I think the Atlanta Falcons did get this right in who they went with in their defensive coordinator, Bo. Well, the biggest thing that I'm excited about with Ryan Nielsen is everyone that talks about him talks about how big, how good of a teacher he is. Yes. And how, how, how he develops guys. Um, yes. Cameron, when Cam- I have a love hate relationship with Cameron Jordan because I hate him. <laughs> right. He's a saint. He talks trash. Yeah. And, and he terrorizes my quarterbacks. So I don't like <laughs> you, Cameron Jordan. I hate you. I, I hate you. It's Vincent, man. I, I hate you. You know, but that being said, yeah. man, I love the player and right. I love the dude because he is a trash talking guy. He, 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 you know what I love about Cameron Jordan is that, see, I'm big on the Falcon Saints uh, rivalry, and I and I think that it's underrated at times throughout the country. Right. Not in Atlanta, New Orleans, and if you've ever lived in the South, you get it, the, the, their rivalry. But I think it's underrated. And he he basically embraces it all, the rivalry, oh, yeah. the hate. Take it serious. And I love that about him. He, I've heard him give respect to, you know, like with Matt Ryan, he's, he's giving the guy a lot of respect. Talks about how he hates playing against him because how quick he gets the ball out. But in the same vein, this is a guy that's had what, like 24 sacks and 25 games or something like that. Or 26 games. Oh, like that a lot. And, and he'll, he'll let you know. But when he said, this is a guy that, that teaches, you know, he's a discipline, teaches discipline up front, teaches, uh, you know, gap integrity and fit in the run with your run technique. I love all that. I think Nielsen's the guy that's going to be able to come here and help develop players. And that is, that really gets me excited because that, that brings me, they have attention to detail. Um, and, 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 you know, Bobby talked about what he did with Anyamata and, and everybody thinks Davenport, Davenport, I think Anyamata could be the guy. I think they might not do yep. the Deron Payne thing and go get a guy like David Anyamata. And I'm okay with that. Uh, Cause I like him, but but those are the things that excite me about Nielsen is, is the, you know, when you teach discipline and you're able to teach that technique, I think it's, you know, I think he's a guy that while he is calling plays and he's a DC, I could see him focusing a lot on the defensive line because that's a big issue. Oh, yeah. So, 
So it, I get excited about those kind of things. That's that's what gets me going for a guy like that. And this actually reminded me of something that we have not brought up yet that has been news since we have done our latest podcast, Bo Morgan, and that is the fact that the Atlanta Falcons also hired Jerry Gray to be their assistant head coach and defensive backs head coach as well. So he's going to be paired with Ryan Nielsen in the backfield. And I think that's actually a really good pairing for Ryan Nielsen for a couple of reasons. Number one, Jerry Gray has been around the league, not to say Ryan Nielsen hasn't, but he's been around the league a long time. Uh, I believe. Yeah, exactly. He's been, a, he's been a DC. So he can give Ryan Nielsen that experience. Ryan Nielsen, obviously he was co-DC for the saints last year. And he's been a defensive line coach for a long time but he's never been an actual defensive coordinator. He's never been the the top guy on a defense calling the plays for defense. So Jerry Gray brings that experience and also a really good DBs coach. So really good positional coach as well. So that's actually a really good pairing uh, while you've been talking about him being able to develop. Um, he'll be able to develop that defensive line and he's going to get a little help as well when it comes to, you know, just transitioning into a newer type of role. He'll get that help now from from Jerry Gray. So, again, I think that's a really good pairing and a really good hire for the Atlanta Falcons uh, as well. When we talk about Ryan Nielsen in this defense. And look, uh, there's I want to say a couple of things about the Jerry Gray hiring. I, I yep. look, I'm going to f- finish off your point or, or, or yep. touch on your point. It's really good because it takes that on us off of. Um, of 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 Ryan Nielsen and it allows him frees him up. That'll be your right. passing game coordinator, and he, you know he can kind of handle the DBs and, and be that one on one over there. And I, and Jerry Gray's a guy who's been in the league for a while. He played in the league, obviously. Um, yep. And he's called plays, so he can help Ryan with any adjustment there. But let's go to the other point. You know the thing that um that 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 Arthur did was he, he went and got guys like a, a Dean Pease, right? A, a guy, a veteran, a grizzled veteran in the league, a legendary defensive coordinator, but a guy that he had familiarity with and a guy that could help him and, and knew some of the ins and outs of what he was going through. Now, Dean wasn't a head coach, but it was a guy that he, um he you know, you know, you know how guys right. have done it. You've been around successful guys. I mean, Dean had coached with the Belichicks and the, and John Harbaugh and, uh, you know, Vrabel and guys that were good head coaches. Right. Jerry Gray's a guy that, that Arthur coached with in like 2007 and eight, I believe when he was with Washington as a quality control coach on the defensive side. Now, now Art was on the defensive side at times. He was a, he was a QC guy. And, um, so he has, a and, and Jerry Gray was there. And so he has a lot of familiarity. But Jerry Gray is an as a a guy in like a and by the way they interviewed him for the DC job, um, but he's got it's kind of that, that Dean Pease. Mm-hmm. He brings that Dean Pease kind of experience that uh, not as long, but he he's also the assistant head coach. I think you mentioned, and he's going to be able to help Arthur with some of that little ancillary stuff. Um, and and keep Art because Art's got a lot on his plate. See, when you're the head oh, yeah. coach. You're running the entire organization. I mean, what what jerseys you wear, what the team mail is, what time you want to leave for the airport, um, all that stuff is final say goes through the head coach. I mean, I mean anything you can think of. Not to mention, you're the you're you're the you're the play caller. Yeah, you got an yep. OC, but that means you're in game planning. I mean, you, you know, you're obviously in game planning, but there's to a to a, to another extent on right. the offensive side. So right. 
that's he's a fam, he's a guy that he's familiar with. He trusts, and he can kind of take over those things. And you don't miss a beat, right? My, it's right. not Dean, but you just don't miss a beat. I think that's really important. Uh, no, and that's why sure. I was really, really happy when I saw the Jerry Gray um, hiring. Not just for those reasons. Obviously, the guy's a great damn coach, but yeah. just another another thing that you you know you just realize that, that that's really good for um, for this team. So it, so I'm really happy with those hirings, uh, and you know, and and we don't and with the Sean Payton news that you mentioned, he's not in the NFC. So right. have fun. Yep. Have fun in the AFC. Do your thing over there. Have fun in the AFC West with the Denver Broncos. But no, just to put a bow on it, I, I, I think Ryan Nielsen again is going to end up being a really good, sneaky, good hire for the Atlanta Falcons. And then Jerry Gray, he just brings that extra experience where he's going to be able to take, a lot off Ryan Nielsen's plate. He's gonna be ta- he's gonna be able to take a good load of uh, off of Arthur uh, Smith's plate. Almost Arthur Blank. <laughs> Arthur Smith's plate as well, like you mentioned. So just really good hires all around for the Atlanta Falcons. But I do want to touch on one more topic before we get out of here this morning, and that is the fact that uh, USA Today's uh, NFL uh, reporter writer um, Nate Davis. He put out a piece, I believe it was yesterday, maybe it was a few days ago. I'm not sure off the top of my head, but he gave some landing spots for Aaron Rodgers, who obviously doesn't seem like he's going back to Green Bay. He still could. Obviously, the jury is still out. Um, he did say in the soundbite, I think it was yesterday or uh, at some point yesterday, where he said, I'm not going to... Uh, I'm not going to Vegas or something like that. I forgot what the team said. Maybe he said San Fran. I can't remember. But anyway, he said San Fran. He said San Fran. Okay. He said I'm not going to San Fran. Um, but either way it goes. Uh, Nate Davis put out this list, and at number six, he had the Atlanta Falcons. Now, if I may, I just want to read a the quick F, uh part he wrote about the Atlanta Falcons. And he said, from a fiscal point of view, they have no, they have more cap room, roughly 57 million than any team aside from the Chicago Bears. And Rodgers isn't getting dealt within the division to the franchise he already owns. The Falcons trade offer could also begin with a top 10 choice, number eight overall, specifically this year. Atlanta additionally offers a bright offensive mind in head coach Arthur Smith and a nice array of young weapons, running back Tyler Algier, wide receiver Drake London, and tight end Kyle Pitts. And given the state of the NFC South, especially if Brady bolts, which he has, we just talked about that, uh, easily winnable, though this could concurrently be considered the kind of rebuild Rodgers isn't interested in, in, given that even if Atlanta might be a playoff caliber team in 2023, it's a stretch to think that the Falcons will suddenly be Super Bowl contenders. Now, a little bit to unpack there. Number one, um, I didn't know... Aaron Rodgers was still under contract. Does he have a year left on his deal? I thought no, he was a free hell no. agent. He's got, no, he re-upped last year during all the drama. He's oh, got, that's right. That's I right. He signed like a three-year deal, didn't he, with like for like 50 mil or something? Um, You know, it might even be more. Yeah, I think um, maybe it was, it was, for uh, it was a three-year deal worth $150 million. Yeah, um, yeah. But, you know, the salary cap charge for next season – is only going to be thirty-one million, um, but the problem is, and, and you have an out after that. But there, um, 
but the problem is, is there's, you know, there's now you're going to get back in dead cap. Um, look, let's just be, you know, you technically have, you know, and, and the cap hit goes to 40 million in 24, and then it's uh, almost 60 million in 25. Um, which is, look, let's, I, I'm going to, I'm not going to be talk long on this. Uh, I don't right. have, I have, I have, I mean, I can talk forever, but, it's not, and I don't have I don't have anything to say, but what I had to say makes it real quick. Um, the Falcons' lack of a proven starter more than four games puts them on the list. Cap space puts them on the list. Um, yeah. Arthur Smith puts them on the list. Right. <clears throat> that being said, I don't I, – I think – you you won seven games with Ritter and Mariota, um, with a with a bad roster, um, so you could win ten games in the South next year easily with an Aaron Rodgers, maybe eleven. Um, it's not a system he wants to run. He wants to throw more than he runs, I think, and that's right. not what Art wants to do. Uh, it's also a stopgap move where you're spending a lot of money and potentially, based on the numbers I just read you, put yourself in cap hell when he does leave. Mm-hmm. Not sure why you would go through all that. Um, I would rather have Aaron Rodgers than Lamar because I think Aaron Rodgers stays healthier and he and he right. can stay on the field right. uh, the way he plays. And I think he's still given the right stuff around him. And maybe this would be a, and maybe that would be with him with running the ball more. It would allow him to to be more efficient and and add a couple years. But I don't want all that, and I don't think this team wants all that. I think that is that's a stopgap situation. You get a couple years, and then you get you're back in the same situation. I think they would rather do it their way. They would, I would see them doing a Lamar Jackson type young player like the Deshaun Watson right. stuff, like they tried last year over right. something like that. So I think you're on the list based on the, the main factors of no proven quarterback as a starter and salary cap. is It makes it easily doable. Just remember one thing. If a team wants to do it, they'll find a way to do it no matter what, salary exactly. cap or not. Exactly. And I don't – Aaron Rodgers would be cool. Like you said, we would be a playoff caliber team. Can't say we'd be a Super Bowl caliber team. Not sure. Maybe we would. Uh, I don't think we would, though, personally. The thing for me that's a real turnoff about getting Aaron Rodgers and getting Lamar Jackson is the fact that you would have to trade for both because, you know, I know Lamar is technically a a free agent, but they're going to at least at the absolute least, the Baltimore Ravens are going to give him the exclusive franchise tag, meaning that another team can't just straight out sign him. They would have to trade for him. And obviously, we just talked about you have to trade for Aaron Rodgers. I'm not trading any draft capital for Aaron Rodgers or Lamar Jackson when this team has other needs besides quarterback, when quarterback isn't really a need right now, in my opinion, because you have Desmond Ritter and you still need to see a little more from Desmond Ritter. I know in four games he played well, but I want to see him over the course of an entire season or at least maybe half a season or whatnot. You get my point. So I don't want to trade any draft capital to where especially uh, eighth overall pick when that's a pick that could really change your whole franchise if you get it if you hit a home run or at least a very solid impact player and starter right away day one so i'm not trading that type of draft capital for 
a quarterback that's going to be out of the league in three, four, five years at the most, probably less than that, though. And I'm not trading that for a quarterback who I'm not sure can stay healthy. And honestly, I'm not sure is all that good. I mean, Lamar's good, but you've given him numbers before. His numbers aren't great. So I know numbers aren't always telling the truth, but the numbers are the numbers. So I'm, the Falcons have been doing the rebuild right, in my opinion, so far. They've been, they've been making all the right decisions, making all the right moves, and I think they will continue to do that. And if I, and for me, in my opinion, if, if they're going to continue to build this thing back up the right way, that does not include acquiring Lamar Jackson and or Aaron Rodgers. So that's it for me, and um, we will see what happens. But I know one thing. I'm ready for the offseason. I'm ready for the Falcons to start making some moves. I'm ready for the draft. I just now with the with the Super Bowl coming up uh, next week, and we'll we'll preview that next Friday um, when we get into closer to Super Bowl Sunday. But you know, I'm ready. I'm honestly, I'm ready to watch the Super Bowl, but I'm ready for the Super Bowl to pass as well, so we can get into the free agency and the offseason stuff, and we can start seeing how this Atlanta Falcons team is going to start looking for the future. But for Bo Morgan. I am Dylan Matthews. Thank you for listening to Peace Street Football. Make sure you like Peace Street Football. Download the podcast. Subscribe to Peace Street Football wherever you get your podcast. We are on Apple Podcasts. We are on Spotify. We are on the Odyssey app. Wherever you get your podcast, Peace Street Football is there. So again, for Bo Morgan, I'm Dylan Matthews. You all have a great weekend. Until we talk to you next week, peace. H-E-L, 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 H-E-